Hello and welcome to the Her Way Podcast. My name is Amanda. I'm a wife, a mom, and a yoga teacher turned entrepreneur. I'll be talking to some of the most inspirational women I know, my friends, about doing things their own way, whether that's a career, their lifestyle, motherhood, and so much more. Get set to be empowered and inspired to step into the version of yourself that you're meant to be and to live life fully. Listen in as we talk about doing life her way. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Her Way. Today I got to talk to my friend Trishina. She is an award-winning salon owner and natural hair care specialist, published author, and a speaker. She has worked behind the scenes of NZURI's Natural Hair Care Expo, one of the world's largest festivals dedicated to natural hair as a volunteer and educator. Trishina's work has been featured in Encore HD Hair Magazine, and she's appeared on Houston's Fox 26 News. She has been a featured panelist and speaker at the Texas Black Expo, radio talk show appearances, and contributed multiple written works to one of natural hair's largest blogs, Natural Hair Rules. She's also the creator of Libations, an event which paired stylists and makeup artists and photographers to create professional portfolios. In 2016, Trishina was recognized at the third annual 40 Under 40 Glam Awards as one of Houston's Next Generation Leaders, and ZD Hair Spa received the Lux 2016 Salon and Spa Award for Best Natural Hair Salon in the World. She currently travels globally teaching natural hair techniques and providing coaching to beauty professionals on business strategy, team building, and how to create the quintessential client experience. Her latest venture is the International Business of Curls, which combines her love of education, experience, travel, and scholarship. Trishina continually expands her knowledge of business and the science of hair. She has attended classes at the Aveda Institute, completed a trichology certification program, and is currently a graduate student obtaining her master's in project management. She is also a United States Army veteran, licensed massage therapist, detox therapy consultant, and holds a bachelor's degree in business management. She's also one of my really good friends. So here you go, and welcome to today's podcast episode. All right. Welcome to my podcast. So we were just talking a little bit, and we got into our conversation, but we're going to back up a little bit so that I can actually record it. (laughs) So we were talking about how women empower other women, and it's so easy to do the opposite, but I like our relationship and our conversations because they're empowering and because they're in lift and they lift people up. They're empowering and they're encouraging. So can you just say what you said again? Okay. okay. Well, just to introduce myself, I'm Trishina Smith. I'm the owner of CD Hair Spa. I've been in business since about 2009, but I've been an entrepreneur for my entire life. Um, and I met Amanda, this beautiful soul, while stationed at Siganella. Um, And we just, we've clicked from the moment that we've met um, all of our abnormalities to others are our normal <laughs> and <laughs> you know we don't smother each other with our with our love but we are there to support one another in our entrepreneurial pursuits our mommy journeys and 
whatever else, because as a woman entrepreneur, one thing that I wanted to touch on is that we are multifaceted individuals. It's not to say that there aren't, you know, daddy entrepreneurs that go through or, or male entrepreneurs that don't go through what we do, but there, there are certain expectations that are on us. There are certain stereotypes of who we should be, where we should be, yes. when we be there, in what manner we should operate. And in this age of social media, how are you supposed to be in front of the camera? But I think most importantly today, how are we supposed to interact with one another? And I think there's too much of a stigma on what we were getting into was the competition. Yes. And that we have to be in competition with one another when that is. Couldn't I was be farther right, from the truth. Real. It's very real. But there's you can't operate out of a scarcity mindset or else you rob yourself, you rob the businesses around you and you produce what I like to call weak networks. Can you elaborate on that? Can you go into that? What does okay. a weak network look like versus what does a strong network look like? A lot of people say the saying, the, the classic saying is your network is your net worth. Right. And so. Over, you know, in the beginning, when I first started out years and years ago, I was like, okay, that means the accumulation of the amount of money that people have around you. And that's not necessarily true. Um, an example, I'm a traveling stylist. I like to think of myself as an international global traveling hairstylist uh, <laughs> and wellness expert at this point. Well, which you totally are. You are international currently. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. So... <laughs> If I, okay, I left, I left my hometown of Houston, Texas. While I was there, I had the privilege of sitting in someone else's chair to experience their services, to build a network of people with similar services um, as mine, but also people that were, I was weak, they were strong. So uh, for the weak points in my business, they added to mine. For the weak points in their business, I added to theirs. We were complementary. We were able to exchange knowledge and education. But when it comes time for me to leave or when it came time for me to relocate, my clientele, they're like, first of all, I can't believe you're leaving me. Second of all, who's doing my hair? <laughs> right? Who's going to love me like you do? And so by me taking the time to support my sister and, and brother in, in business, by getting a chance to experience their services, I'm able to say, you know what? I've got the person for you, not for all of my clientele, but okay, I got a person for you and I have a person for you. No worries. I got these two people for you. You try them. Let me know if they're not able to work for you, so on and so forth. So that network not only fed me, I not only fed them, but the people that I'm in service to, my mm -hmm. clientele, in my absence, I'm able to depend on somebody with a knowledge base of their services with a knowledge base of the customer service that they offer and with an ability to know how they work behind the scenes so I can give the best service possible to my clientele. So even though I'm gone, oh, removed from my hometown of Houston, those people still think of me as their primary stylist. They still think of me, but I have blessed other businesses with that monetary blessing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it just that's that to me is a network at work, a I network like that. strong that is working 
for everyone. And a strong network has a system of reciprocity built into it. Mm -hmm. So, of course, a weak network is the complete opposite. You're <laughs> you're not really coming to the table sharing ideas. You're kind of keeping all this to yourself. You're side eyeing the person next. To you. Right. <laughs> that trust never really gets established. Like if you and I ever wanted to pair up and say, let's put on a whole event and we have a network of people already, we don't have to reach outside to do something amazing. Sure. You know, we can depend on one another. And psychologically, you will need your sister in business to break some things down for you or tell you, hey sis, this is normal. This it's it's gonna be okay. Do you need me to come over and fix some grits and eggs for you <laughs> while we talk about these spreadsheets or, you know, hey, I, I listened to your show last week. Um, I love this about it. Maybe a couple of pointers. When you do this, you could do this or your clarity of sound. If you just added this little five dollar piece to your microphone, maybe right. that will help your. We need that. Absolutely. OK, so I've talked I've talked enough. I'll pause. I'll pause. Well, no, it, I mean, okay, so it brings me into something that I have noticed, and especially in this sort of environment, um, I went to go and refer a yoga teacher to uh, an agency, if if we can call it that, an agency here, um, because they had originally come to me and said, you know, we would love to have you as a yoga teacher, and, um, you know, recognizing that that's not in my wheelhouse right now, and not that it's not in my wheelhouse, it's just not my... It's not where I'm feeling called. It's not where I'm feeling um, comfortable going and teaching. It's not where I don't feel like it's for me. You know, it's not in my purpose. It's not in alignment with where I want to go with things. But okay. I referred somebody else to them. And they said, well, why would you do that? Why would you refer somebody else to me? Well, why wouldn't I? You know, right. there's there's still a need for yoga. There's still a need for, you know, yoga to get out there, that mindset to get out there, the breathing technique. God knows we know we need it here, <laughs> you know. Yes. But yes. she asked me, you know, why would you refer somebody else to this job instead of taking it yourself? Well, right. because it's not for me, you know, just because it's not for me doesn't mean that it's not viable, that it's not valuable. Right. So there's something that you just mentioned that's called a real house. I'd like you to expound upon that, even though I can deduce what that means. I'd love for you to expound upon that. And you also said something very, very powerful that you recognize all opportunities aren't your opportunities, just like all clients are not necessarily our clients. Right. So, so how do you to to have a support system around you? Yep. I think to better serve the people that are coming to us, we need to have that network of people because not every person is going to be your person. It's right. Yeah, and not even that, but you are not going to be everybody's person. I am not going to be everybody's person. The things that I have to offer may not be what you have to offer and vice yes. versa. But that doesn't mean that which you choose you know your testimonial your background someone else may really feel more comfortable with your story and feel right. like you get them and you understand them or you may know someone else with a testimonial is like you know what I know someone that went through your situation yep that becomes an important thing to to know about 
your network as well as sister and know a little bit about our stories and feel safe enough to share mm-hmm. our backgrounds and stories because the stories play a part in the success or the failures of your business. They really do. Yeah. Well, and even in even in their personal lives, you know, I mean, yes, we're in it for business, but we're also providing that service, you know, like you with your hair and things like that. But I feel like through your business, we've actually connected on a personal level as well. Like, yes, we're, we're able to like come to each other and say like, Hey, you know what? This is really, I just need to talk through this with somebody. Like just even on a personal level. And for instance, your invitation um, to attend the aerial yoga retreat together. Yeah. That was, I wouldn't have known about that opportunity if we didn't have conversations, if I didn't vocalize or verbalize, um, a desire to do that or say, Hey, you know what? I'm interested. I'm going to try this out. You keep people at the forefront of your mind. When you have a strong network, those Mm -hmm. people are at the forefront of your mind. So they're going to be there for you to present opportunities too. Yep. I was once talking to a fellow entrepreneur while she was um, styling my hair, and she said one of the most dangerous things that you can do, one of the most dangerous things that happens as a result from being a solopreneur or working on your own is that you lose touch with that network to feed back into you. And you may take longer to fulfill your visions, your goals, and your dreams because you don't have that network of people around you to say, okay, I know you want to try it that way. Um, you don't have to do the trial and error in this case. Let us provide you with this information. So she said it could cause a delay in your business of sometimes years by just walling yourself off and operating right. with self. Right. And why re- why reinvent out. the wheel if you already know that there's another style available, you know? Absolutely. And burnout is very real. As an entrepreneur, you know, when you're starting off, you're in charge of your accounting, you're yes. in charge <laughs> of your administrative duties, you're in charge of your customer service, you're your front desk person, you're the right. stock person. <laughs> right. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't have a degree in each one of those things. So it's been kind of like, for me, it's been like a fly by the seat of my pants sort of idea. Like, oh, wait, shoot. Like, even for this, like, I don't know how to produce music. Like, what, what? I have to come up with a jingle? Like, I don't know how to do that. But, I mean, you learn as you go. But it does help <laughs> to have a network where I can be like, hey, can you help me? <laughs> yes. Learning to say, can you help me? Yes. That's one thing. Having someone to respond to you in your times of need unselfishly, that's another I mean, there are so many incredible reasons why you should connect with your with with your sister in, in business. And you need to know, you know, it's OK to openly talk about, I think, what we get paid. That's another sensitive, very, very sensitive topic. What you but mean, like, like, like we get paid money? Like what? We do? Right? We make money? Feeling guilt free, relieving some of the stressors and the pressures of like, OK, I need to charge more for my services. Being honest, this is not paying me enough. I love what I do. I'm passionate about it. I want to help people. Oh, my heart chakra, blah, blah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who have to eat? 
your husband or our spouses, our partners, they want to know what is keeping you away from them for so many hours and then what communicates <laughs> that to them sometimes is monetary value. <laughs> right? Well, I, I mean, a profit. the training that we go through is not free. Like, why would the service that we provide be free, you know? Absolutely. So I think it's important to speak to one another. It's like, wait a minute, you charge 70 bucks per hour and I'm only charging 45. What are you doing differently? Something to first ask, what are you doing differently that adds value to the services that you're offering? What training brought right. you to this? What bollage did you reach into in order to charge this? Right. Way? What mindset work did you need to do to feel comfortable charging yeah. that? <laughs> Because yeah. is it actually a quote adding value or is it just that we undervalue? And I think that's been a big thing um, for me as well. Like listening to podcasts is like hearing other women having those same struggles, having like even talking with you, having those same struggles, like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one who struggles with this. Like, but I mean, there's really no need to, you have the training, you have these certificates, you've gone to school, you've done the education, like, there's nothing but us keeping us from doing those things. Yes. For the most part, I'd say that's true because the other ugly side of our business is us blocking one another from opportunities. Yes. I really don't. I don't, I don't really like her hair. I don't really like uh, her mentality. I don't really, I don't really, I don't really like where she goes to church. So, you know, <laughs> right. she didn't speak last week at a party so you know what just cross her off the list for this opportunity we're not even gonna send that out it's like you those petty little little ideologies can block you from some of the biggest blessings there's a difference between um knowing what you need in your real life as you said knowing what's for you and then purposefully being negative or ugly to someone just for the sake of blocking them from an opportunity because we do that. Yeah. We do that. Yeah. She doesn't wear makeup, so I'm not going to invite her to my tea. Or What's one thing that you do, like, if you find yourself doing that? Because I think, I think, like you said, if we're honest, we all have a tendency to do that to some degree. Yes. Like, when you find yourself doing that or when I find myself doing that, like, what's one thing that you do or that I could do to be like, no, don't do that anymore. Like what's, where, where does your mind go when you find yourself thinking that? I, I tend to take some time for introspection. Mm -hmm. I ask myself questions. I'm really tough on myself. So I ask myself, what are my needs? What are their needs? Do the two meet in the middle? I get to the point where I have to, I, I said, okay, you need to remove the emotion. Mm-hmm. Come to the logical, ground yourself, come to the logical plane for a moment and really sit down and, and think like a business owner. This is not in this, this, is, this is not necessarily your friend all the time. Like you have to take yourself out of that emotional space or I have to remove myself from that place of thinking here with my heart and and plug more so of my mind into yeah. things to become a responsible business owner and to think about my bottom line. Versus how, my, how I'm feeling for the moment. Mm -hmm. For me, when I find that, I um, 
I've started doing this thing where like if if I find myself thinking those ugly thoughts or or you know going into that dark ish place where I'm like oh I don't like this and you know you kind of like look around and you're like ooh I don't like where I am right now like I've had um I've had the opportunity for the last few months to like really think why is this triggering me what is this what is this really doing yes like is this triggering something in me is this even about the other person why most often it's not it's about me and I'm like ooh, that's something that I'll have to work through because I don't like where I'm going with that and I think that coming back to that same kind of thought process like is it really about the other person no it's reflecting and it's triggering something in me I think that's something extremely important what you just said I really do um taking some time to be honest with self is very important and figuring out if it's the other person like you said Oftentimes, I have to be honest with you as well. You know, it does come back to I'm not happy with where I am right now. Right. So let me sit my little self down. I'm being a little hater right now. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like, why am I doing this? Stop it. <laughs> and, I, you know, you don't have to dim someone else's shine to make your shine any brighter. Right. You know, so I, I, introspection, reflection, you know, before you even connect with someone else on a certain type of level, I think it calls for a certain type of intimacy with self. Yes. To build those strong networks, you first have to be very, very ready to look at yourself and know your strengths and weaknesses. I even in a, in a corporate world, they ask you one of the major interview questions. Why would you, why do you feel you'd be great for this job? Mm-hmm. Why would this company be a good fit for you? Um, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Which strengths and weaknesses do you feel would work best for this job? As entrepreneurs, we have to do the same thing. And as entrepreneurs interested in reaching out to one another, especially as women, I think you have to be doubly certain in those types of questions and ask yourself the same questions. You said earlier, I I looked at this this person, I was invited to this opportunity. I sat down, looked at the opportunity, reflected it upon my vision, where I'm striving to go with my business, my goals, and it wasn't in alignment. So I had to move that aside Mm -hmm. and, 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 decline you know with love of course of course you know not every opportunity is is meant for us yes yes you had to know your life and other women in your support unit if they are if you get to that point of intimacy with one another where you know your background you know your story you know where you're striving to go and they can tell you hey sis you know i not only can they look for opportunities for you as you did for someone else referencing them or referring them to that opportunity but they're able to tailor stuff for you and vice versa. Yeah. You know, there's so much to be said about sisterhood in in business. Now, with that being said, it's also important not to, I think, block the males or block the, the masculine 
energy that comes into play. I think it's very important for balance. To Absolutely, that yin and yang. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great for the sisterhood. Diversity in your sisterhood, that's something else that I think is very important. We talked about the mindset of scarcity, but where the sisterhood thing is concerned, um, it's important to have people that, yes, think like you and came from where you're from, but also the the complete opposite to expand your mind and to continue to help you grow and to understand the mind space of those that surround you. Yep. Yeah, that's been a treasure. Um, something that I value and hold very dear, diversity, as, as I've traveled the globe and met so many beautiful souls. Um, we have to transcend the boundaries of ageism Mm-hmm. classism um, racism uh, we have so much going on with transitions in the LGBTQ and beyond uh, community you have to sit down and have honest conversations with a variety of people and I know some in some um, backgrounds are like, no, I don't have to talk to you at all. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to understand. It's a violation. So I can respect boundaries. Sure. Boundaries would be another important word to bring up. <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah, of course, as with everything, it, it, it comes down to that balance, you know. Yes. That, okay. So- that open-mindedness, but also knowing knowing the boundaries that you that you have but also being able to recognize like is this a boundary that I have because it's a boundary that I have or is this a boundary that I have because it's based in fear where is it based and I think that that also comes into a large large play as well like where is it based is it based out of fear or is it based out of inexperience is it based out of lack of knowledge lack of awareness where where is that coming from and again where you went into that introspection thing that's got to come yes. into play as well yeah the this journey has been a constant process of digging deeper coming face to face with things that i do and don't want to see and making a decision to get rid of this add this and then so on and so forth, rinse and repeat cycle. Yeah. You have to do that in order to grow in whatever arena that you're in. But in entrepreneurship, you're called to do that. You you have to, that, that has to come from within you, whether you have a push or not. Mm-hmm. I, I, and you may disagree with that. Um, some people honestly don't always have that support system for whatever reason. Yeah. And, I, we, you know, in the military, I think we call it intestinal fortitude, where you have to reach in there and, and give yourself the best of the best of the best that you possibly can, whether someone's sure. looking or giving praise or not. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I, want, I want you to go back to this real life that you mentioned earlier. When you said this is not for my real life. <laughs> Why did you word it that way in particular? What do you mean? Earlier, when you said the opportunity, it wasn't for your real life. Like this, this wasn't this uh, earlier for the yoga teaching. Ah, okay. So 
I, right now, we're kind of in that transitional thing. I mean, you know, my husband's about to be transitioning out into civilian world. And, um, and I kind of, I think I've mentioned this before, like just in our private conversations and with other personal conversations, conversations as well. Um, this community in particular can be very closed off, um, to, I guess the bigger picture as far as, um, American culture goes, as far as international culture goes, this is such a, an odd little community and a very, not an odd one. Well, I mean, it is odd, but it's also very unique in that, you know, we're a small population of people who are international. Um, and we, we speak the same language, but we don't speak the same language as the population that we're surrounded by. Um, and then within that obvious language barrier that comes into play between us and the local culture, there's also the military culture, um, that comes into play. And there's not really like when we were living in Virginia or even in the U S anywhere in the U S you had that option to go outside of the military for socialization, for interaction for anything. I mean, I didn't have to shop on base. I could go to an English speaking store out in town. I could go to a, a Harris Teeter for my groceries instead of the commissary. I could go to target for anything instead of the exchange, you know, and still be speaking the same language as the people who are in the store. In here, we don't have that. Okay. I feel like the base here is so, um, it's so separate from the community at large and from the culture at large here in Sicily, in Italy. Yeah. It almost feels like it's not even real life. Ah, uh, okay. It okay. doesn't, it doesn't feel like for me, at least, it could be different for a lot of people, especially if they've been immersed in that military culture before. But for me as a civilian, it's been really, um, it's been difficult to assimilate more so to the community of military than it has been for me to assimilate to the Sicilian culture. I wow. found it easier to assimilate into the Sicilian culture than going into the military culture, like much more easy for me, okay. you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm getting clearer picture of when you said real life. Um, and like I said, I guess there's like so many just the future that is foreseen. Like my, my husband doesn't plan on making this a career. Okay, no, so what, not gonna be. what I'm hearing is this, and this is, I think, something great to point out. With supporting one another, you actually, you, you have to know your present goals, your present missions, but also be very aware of where you're going long term. Absolutely. Your vision and goals. Absolutely. And making sure that where you're going is in alignment or the things that you're taking into your space is in alignment with not only where you want to go and where you are now, but also as you move forward. Yeah. Okay. 
look at you being all wise and whatnot. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so that brought up a very awesome point um, about knowing your right now network versus your long term network building for long term sustenance. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think that the two are completely separate. You know, I think that there's people that we that we meet that we're, I mean, we're constantly networking, whether it's for personal goals, our personal lives, for entrepreneurial business things, for, you know, just for whatever purpose. I think that we run into people that are going to be here for right now, but also later. And you never know what those people are here in your life for. And you know, why not make the connections now? I mean, you never know, like, where you're going to be in the future. Like, oh, hey, I remember they were interested in this. You know, maybe it would be great for me to refer them out to that person. Or, you know, maybe they would think, oh, hey, you know that girl? Oh, I can't remember her name, but she did yoga. I wonder if she would be interested in, you know, this other thing. Or Maybe, maybe they do remember my name. That would be great if they did, but, you know. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this, knowing what you know now, because we've spent years here um, Mm -hmm. and we both shared a difficulty with assimilating our businesses and formulating them to where our needs are being met with the military community um, versus the civilian community versus this other dynamic, which is the uh, Sicilian or the other international um, group that surrounds our our little subgroup. Knowing what you know now, how would you have done business in the beginning to save you some of the headaches Ooh, now? Good question. That's a good question. Uh, well, my 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 situation is a little different because when we first got here, I found out that I was expecting a baby. Yes. So I don't know that I really had much of an option other than to do it the way that I did, you know, having to like, cause I did take some time off, um, of my training. I, I took uh, about a year off just because pregnancy and me are miserable together. Right. But, um, no, I think, I don't think I would have done it differently to be honest with you. And I know that's super, super cliche to say, but I think that there would have been no way for me to know what I know now had I done it a different way. Okay. Now this is where the sister in comment is going to, the question is going to come in. Had you had a strong network of sister that had been there, done that, Then you would have had, you know, because we sp- I spoke earlier about talking to that business owner. And she's like, you know, the thing that uh, that will hinder you in your business is lack of knowledge, lack of experience. Yeah. So when yep. you have that group, it'll save you time. And we all know that pregnancy can be a huge delayer. We go through so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see some of those that just plow through it. They use their pregnancy as a platform. Yeah. And they're just and they're glowing. They've got the glow. Yes. Right? Pregnancy popping and whatnot. I'm like, oh, no. My feet are too swollen in a day. Did you have the glow? I had a super glow my first time around. 
I really did. I was jumping over counters and it was, yeah, I was on bed rest with my second one. So oh, gosh. <laughs> I was supposed to be. And I was in the military with both. So there was no luxury of, hmm, am I just going to stay in the bed today all day? Mm-hmm. No. Yes. So it was a little different. I would ask you this because pregnancy is a real thing for female entrepreneurs. How do you feel that females? Uh, that's that system or that network of sisterhood can help during those specific times or to help you not ex- do you think that sisterhood can help you not experience a gap in your paycheck while you have to take off so that you can't trade hours for dollars anymore Ooh. yes to all of that is the simple answer. Yes, is the is the simple answer. Yes. So uh, in in my pregnant, super miserable state, uh, would it have been awesome if I had sisters saying, oh, I can't identify, even if they could identify with what I was going through, even if they said to me, you know what, I can't understand what you're going through, but I support you and I believe you when you say that this is absolutely miserable, can I fill in the blank, help you with your laundry? Can I come and clean your floors? Can I vacuum for you today? Can I take your dog for a walk? Can I, and that's just with the first one. So with the second one, it would have been, hey, can I take Atticus to the pool with me? Yes. Can I take Atticus to the beach with me? Can I have Atticus come and play? Can I have a play date with him, uh, with my kids? Can I do this? It's that offering that service mindset that would have been really helpful instead of saying, I'm here if you need anything. Because do we ever say we need something? Do we ever do that as women? Do we ever do that? Have we ever been taught that asking for help is okay? Some of us, yes, I'd say that. But, you know, earlier we we touched on that just briefly about how important it is to say, can you help me? Yes. And we often have to learn that later in life. Yes. Yes. So coming out of that mentality and that mind frame is, you know, I'm here if you need me. I'm one of those people like, call me if you need me. But to know specifically. And I'm guilty of it. I am definitely guilty of it. I know I've said it to you. (laughs) (laughs) I've said it to you multiple times. (laughs) But there have been, now that I'm thinking about it, there have been people that are like, okay, I'm on my way to the commissary right now. I know you said you didn't have a car this week. Yours is at the shop. Can I come pick you up and take you to the commissary? A lot different than I'm sitting here like, Okay, I need to get there. Which one on my list can I call? I'm scared of the rejection. So your assistance during that time, the support system that you needed, maybe was not so much business oriented, but more on the, my house is a complete mess. I feel like complete shit. If somebody doesn't come help me. Yes. I'm going to die. I'm buried here. My emotions are in turmoil. I'm going to go out of emotion. (laughs) (laughs) so that's an important aspect but see uh, you know that's one that's 
completely overlooked, I think, not completely overlooked. You need that in the Cistern Arena. If I just, I just need you to come over and watch Netflix with me and pop some popcorn. Don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to me. <laughs> and don't judge me in my sweatpants. And, <laughs> and, and those are parts of your sisterhood network that yeah. are invaluable. You can't put a price on it. Or even just being able to say, I'm doing a podcast in 30 minutes. Uh, my guest canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing right now? <laughs> you want to come talk with me? <laughs> and you never know. I mean, that, that, be, that would be totally unprofessional and nobody would ever do that, right? <laughs> that's how magic is made, baby. That's turning how red. Magic turning red in my face. <laughs> But that's, if people are, you know, I just listened to my girlfriend. Um, we both been in the military. We went to high school together. She's doing great. Shout out to Ariel Renal. She has a, her podcast as well, if you'll excuse me. Because no, I, no, no, I go ahead. This is, this is why I'm here. It's a platform. Yes. I listened to her. Um, she's paired with a guy, Scott Doucette. They, they're on Trep Tech Academy. And um, she, I, I just recently listened to her. She said her best stuff came unscripted off the dome she's like I just rolled over I had sleep in my eyes because sometimes <laughs> I get so concerned with the makeup and I need to look this certain kind of way before I get on this podcast she said some of her best greatest stuff some of her livest podcasts with the most listens and downloads they happened when she was just I have this I'm waking up two three o'clock in the morning and this is heavy on my brain. I'm just going to, I have to put this down. I have to record this. So I I think having that support that you were saying earlier, it kind of frees you up in a sense to yeah. share that. Or knowing that with you, you have the platform of a podcast to say, look, I got like these 15,000 kids hanging off my pethas. I'm gonna. I'm going crazy right now. How many of my other ladies feel like this? To come yes. authentically and say life is not perfect. Nope. My cake fell flat last week in the oven. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even think I like cooking anymore. <laughs> Have you ever heard? Um, okay, so I just I heard a quote recently, and um, and I'll have to look up who said it, um, or anybody who's listening can look it up if you really like it but um sooner or later you're going to get caught being yourself oh that's good like uh, i don't want to get caught i'd rather just be myself from the beginning and oh, if you like me so great good. and if you don't whatever then obviously this isn't for you it's <laughs> funny you said that I've paused my business for a long time as far as being out there on the social media platform or putting myself out there because I did not feel I saw myself in a documentary once and I just really did not like what I saw I'm like who are you what is, what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> were, like were you were you fancy were you too fancy for yourself girl I was too I was too hippie too tree huggerish for myself <laughs> It just felt like an image I was trapping myself in and people would constantly ask me. I could have bought clothes, purchased clothes from off the rack and they're like, oh my God, did you make that yourself? And 
I couldn't wear earrings without people asking me, did you make that? Or if I'm serving butter, they're like, did you make this by hand? Yes, I churned it on the porch this morning from my cow that lives in the backyard. Or, you know, every now and then I want to go out and sweat and excuse me saying it, but if I want to, you know, get a little twerky in for the day, (laughs) 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 if I get a little booty popping in for the day after my second mixed drink, I really didn't feel like someone saying, aren't you vegetarian? What does that have to do? It's not healthy. You know what? It's healthy to be yourself. Right. And so I was like, I don't, I don't want to get trapped into something that's not my authentic self and my authentic voice. No. But kept me trapped. That has kept me trapped for a moment. You need people around you, you gotta, that know you. Gotta you gotta like, open up girl, your what throat you chakra. About? You got to open up yes. your chakra and your throat <laughs> chakra. You got you to gotta feel that truth. And yes. you got to express that truth. Like, I'm not free. How did I become an entrepreneur and create a prison for myself? Right. Yes, this was not supposed to be a job job. I'm more stressed out, you know, working for my own self and my own job than I've ever been working for anyone else. I'm like, this is not healthy. This is not cute. This is not sexy. Where is my life? Who am I? (laughs) Right. All right. So, okay, so I, I am, since you're my first guest, this is like the first time I'm going to ask like a question. So I'm going to ask this question to every single person that comes on here. My question for you, our title is called Her Way. Okay. So what's one way, what's one tangible thing that somebody can do to do things her way or start to do things her way in her life. One. The One. first thing that someone can do to live their authentic life, to live her life, is to first take her out of it. I think her comes with connotations, it comes with expectations, and it understand the first step is an understanding of who is her. And no one can define that for you. No one can give that to you. And when I say take her out of it, I mean, take all of the things that come with that. Take all of the stigmas off. You know, you might have been raised to wear dresses, but if you like pants, that is her way. You might have, you know, you might have been raised that to be demure and quiet spoken is the way. But what if you loud and what if you (laughs) And this is why we're here. Her way. If you don't like cooking, baby, it's okay to order out. If you don't, you know, if you don't want to wear makeup, if you don't want to be fashionably slaying on the red carpet every week and you don't want to be the drag queen, yes, snap and snap and yes, honey. Define what her way is for you. There's a whole group of people that love sweatpants, t-shirts, no socks, no bra throughout the day. Yes. Hashtag no bra forever, you know. <laughs> Hashtag damn it, it hurts. <laughs> I love it. So find out so, who who that self is. Define your her for you, and it it might sound really cliche, but that's an action step. Seriously, yep. To sit down and write down who is her. Yep. 
there's something that um, Ariel was talking to me about, uh, our whole group, as a matter of fact, and that was your soulmate client. And oftentimes, I believe your soulmate client is someone that probably vibrates well with you and the frequency that you're currently on. So taking that time for reflection first, to first figure out who her is without anyone else's input, without anyone else's help, because it's her. That's an individualistic terminology. We came into this world essentially alone. Some people are like, okay, with your soul guides and with all of this. Okay, but essentially, physically, you came here alone. You're going to exit alone. In your darkest, deepest times, you're probably going to be alone. So who you are in those moments, who you're going to sit across from, your shadow and those lonely moments. Who are you? Who are you when no one's looking? And do you love that person? Do you even like that person? Because yeah. that's your starting foundation. Then you can start branching out from there. A comfortability with her. And we may find there are multiple hers. You got to be okay with that too. Yep. Because that could be a you know crazy. <laughs> like, who is that? <laughs> you got to name them. It's like, okay, this one's Liliana. That's Shaquana. This is... <laughs> I love it. So finding who her is. Yes. I love it. All right. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Her Way podcast. Thank you so much for spending time with me. If you really enjoyed this episode or know someone who would, please share it. Also, if you could take a moment to send a review, I would really appreciate it. Feel free to check out the show notes for more information. And you can find me on Instagram at dem, D-E-M, underscore Amanda, A-M-A-N-D-A, wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, on Instagram. Or at my website, www.somehealthandwellness.com. Until next time, do things your way.